EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This time on KB Cabaret as our musical guest, we feature an interview and songs with Burns and Christy. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now, KB Cabaret presents Parlor City's favorite advice columnist, Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, my niece Carla is getting married for the fourth time and is asking her 175 guests to contribute to her destination wedding. A travel itinerary is online, and fundraising timeline is set up on her website. Carla is planning a three-week, all-inclusive trip to go to Monte Carlo and the French Riviera. The tab is a $20,000-plus trip, Granny Ada. $20,000-plus. Granny Ada. I don't care how slick her advertisement video campaign is. I am just sick to my stomach that a 45-year-old woman has the nerve to ask her guests to contribute to a fourth marriage ceremony with such sheer nerve. Honestly, even for a first wedding, I feel this is shameless. What can I do, Granny Ada? Should I give or renege? Signed, are you frickin' kidding me? Dear Fricking, how delightful. Congratulations on your niece's wedding ceremony for the fourth time. She must be a special prize. Getting married to all those men and then inviting 175 pigeons takes sheer nerve and a sense of entitlement. Times have changed and are confusing. Back in the day, virgins got funds. 
Today, fourth marriage reruns get revenues for their failures. After all, four times is not a charm. Four times is more like an alarm. <laughs> what spouse would want you? <laughs> but if the ignorance is alive and well, then why shouldn't the donations pour in? Just a sign of the times, dear, the sign of the times. My advice to you, dear, is to stay home and send a postcard stating that you are unfortunately preoccupied with third-world children in Guatemala. Donate to the real needy children, not your unreal childish niece. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire Beulah Deschamps calling on FaceTime from Florence, Italy. Oh my, thank you, thank you very much. Well, Beulah, I could hardly wait to talk to you again. How did the wedding go? You will be happy to know the groom and groom are now happy husband and husband. Well, that is wonderful, Beulah. Isn't that wonderful, KB Cabaret audience? I thank you. But you don't know what it took to get those two married and on their way to the Canary Islands for their honeymoon. Well, I remember the last time we talked, the caterer quit. Yes, he did. So I had to do the entire shindig. I would not have been able to do it without Gina, the wedding planner. She fired the chef's assistant, Francesca, and replaced her with a much more friendly assistant, <clears throat> Carlo. We rented out the lovely villa Le Fontanelle. A villa? It was absolutely stunning. The villa was originally a simple peasant farm. It became one of the properties of the Medici family in the 15th century, and Cosimo de' Medici donated it to Marsilio Ficino, famous member of the Florentine Humanism. In this villa, Ficino translated the Platonic Codes and gave birth to the Florentine Neoplatonic Academy. Oh, I just love the place, and I'm glad the boys found it. The curators provided the chapel, the gardens, and everything but the food. I decided to simplify by combining the cocktail hour with appetizers. That made a simple but flavorful four-course meal for 175 people. 175 people? The boys had ten people stand up with them, so they invited their families. Bobby flew down three sisters, many cousins, his parents, and grandmother. The hussy Charlene, my ex-husband's girlfriend, invited several of her Italian hussy cousins. Somehow, Bree, we ended up with 175 people. I'm just sorry you couldn't make it. Too many obligations. So... What were the courses? Well, the first course has to be some sort of pasta, so I made a risotto with scallops. Mm. The second course had to be meat, fowl, or fish. 
unless you are vegan or vegetarian, so I made a lovely stuffed sea bass with spinach, asiago, and herbs with cognac sauce. For the side, I made apricots and mushrooms sautéed in an apricot schnapps. Vegetarians were served a champagne vegetable strudel. And for dessert, Gina supplied a huge variety of Italian cookies. Wow. Sounds like quite the elegant feast. And did you have a wedding cake? Oh, yes. I made a tiramisu wedding cake for the grooms. Tiramisu wedding cake? What a great idea. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I have the recipe right here. What makes it marvelous is the soaking sauce of Kahlua, cognac, and espresso. Oh, wow. I found that a lovely chocolate ganache had all the layers nicely together, otherwise the cake would have been too soft. I wish I could have been there. Oh, so do I, dear. So do I. Hold on, Bree. That must be Carlo, my date. The chef's assistant. Uh-huh. Ah, cara mia bella. Oh, Carlo, I'll just get my shawl. I have any tickets for Don Giovanni, because, Stella Bella, ti voglio un mondo di bene. Oh, Carlo, that is so sweet. Well, Brie, we're off to the new Florence Opera House. Ciao, and don't forget to post the recipe on my app, dear. I won't forget. Bye, Beulah. Have fun. Well, while Beulah's soaking up the culture, I will post Beulah's tiramisu wedding cake on her recipe page. You can find this and all of her other recipes on the KB Cabaret app. Just go to our website, kbcabaret.com, that's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com, and download your app today. Hi. Is this on? Okay. Hi. I'm Mitch the Poodle, and this is my show segment called The World as I See It. I'm not crazy about parties, you know? I'm not a big fan. No. Mom just had a few get-togethers in a short period of time, and I'm trying to recoup. Too much. Too much talking, music, food I can't have. Too much attention taken away from me. So let's start with Category 1. Talking. Not a big fan. It's noisy, and really, nothing gets accomplished. I I prefer neck and tummy rubs to talking. A much more satisfying accomplishment. Two, music. Why? I mean, what's the point? Music is just filler noise. If you don't want to talk, you put on music. I prefer lyrics. Anyway, things with meaning, you know, like puppy love or baby shambles French dog poodles. Now that's what I'm talking about. Three. The next on the list is food. I love food. 
Don't get me wrong, okay? Give it, got it, good. But here's the caveat. No table scraps. So what do you want from me? I have a nose, have I not? Better than yours, that's for darn sure. And what can I eat? Purina E.N., gastroenteric canned food for older poodles. I hate you. Well, not really. I love you. But you know what I mean. And now for the last category. Four. Attention taken away from me. What do you want me to say? Should I spell it out? Forgotten poodle. Yes, you know you did. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your poodle is, right? I mean, I didn't think so, lady. No way, buddy. Boom. <laughs> You're so lucky I'm faithful. That's all I'm saying. So keep your parties and pet the tummy of the poodle. Believe me, you'll be more satisfied. Peace out. And scratch in the right places. This is Midge the Poodle. And this is the world as I see it. Here with Terry Burns and Ron Christie um, in this studio, this um, with fabulous people. I'm a huge fan. I always was, and, and we become you. friends. I think yes. from the, the time that I've met you, just immediately, I think we had this connection. Mm -hmm. Very pleased to have both of you here and doing this recording for me as a personal favor. And I'd like to welcome both of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Well, thank it's you so much, Bray. You know, I started playing the guitar riff in the song, and I think the words came fairly easily for the first verse, just about, you know, life being sacred. You know, a song about kind of a place, a safe place for everybody to be together. There's so few places like that in the world. But, you know, in our hearts, there are places like that. You know, we can widen the circle of people who are, you know, in in the caravan, our family, our, our loved ones all around the world, you know, so that's... And it doesn't matter what religion, that's yeah, what I think. It's, it's not about, about caravan of, you yeah. know, yeah. it's, it's just you know. being a kind, loving person. On the Let's take a listen, shall we? Is sacred every step, every heartbeat, every breath. Leave life with no regrets. Come join the caravan of love. This life is holy, precious child. Every tear drop, every smile. Come rest your weary head a while Here on the caravan of love Ooh, 
hands together perfectly here on the caravan of shame about Gene Wilder. Yes, it was so sad. Willy Wonka was one of my favorite movies when I was growing up. Have you seen the video of Gene Wilder and John Lennon? It is so funny. What? Gene Wilder and John Lennon never met? They did, and there's a video of them on YouTube. They're complaining about Gilda and Yoko. You won't believe how funny it is. Come on, Tommy. There's no such video. Yes, there is. Here, I'll bring it up on my phone. You're going to be laughing so hard you're going to choke on that beer. No, Tommy, don't get started on that phone video routine again. It never works. YouTube search Gene Wilder and John Lennon. It's searching. Hang on just a minute. It is so funny. Don't you just hate it when men get so stuck in their technology they forget about their wives? <laughs> I bet Gene never treated Gilda that way. Wait till you see him diss Gilda on this video. Oh, my God. You're going to die laughing. That's probably what happened to Gene Wilder. Ah, the video's coming up now. Maybe we can find Willy Wonka on TV tonight. Gene was absolutely wonderful in that film. I'm tearing up just thinking about it. You won't be crying after you see this video. It is so funny. Okay. Well, man, hang on. It's not coming up. I saw it yesterday. Wait, maybe I'll try Yahoo Search instead of YouTube. Tommy, why can't you ever find videos on your phone after you tell everyone how great they are? Forget it, Tommy. There's no video of Gene Wilder and John Lennon. It doesn't exist. Watch, watch. Here it comes. Any second now. It is so funny. Do you remember him in Young Frankenstein? It's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, forget the video. And let's find a Gene Wilder film on TV. I don't understand why it's not coming up. I can't find it. It was so funny. You can't find it because it doesn't exist. I've been telling you that for the last half hour. Oh, I know. It wasn't Gene Wilder and John Lennon. It was Gene Wilder and John Wayne. Oh, my God. They were even funnier. Wait till you see it. Great. Now we're going to be waiting for another half hour. Huh, it's still not coming up. Maybe I need Wi-Fi. What's your password here? 
B-H-U-5-N-Z-98-D. All capital letters except for the last D. B-H-what? Tommy, forget the stupid video. Remember Gene as the Waco kid in Blazing Saddles? <laughs> oh, didn't he just melt your heart? Maybe I need to move around a bit until I get a better cell phone service. Maybe out in the backyard? Yeah, go out in the backyard and stay there. You won't believe how funny this video is. It's worth the wait. I'll be right back after I download it. Maureen, Willy Wonka is on Showtime. It starts at 8 o'clock. Fantastic. Turn it on. Well, what about Tommy? What about Tommy? You're right. Lock the door and close the blinds. Wait, it wasn't John Wayne. It was Alice Cooper. Gene Wilder and Alice Cooper. I have to stand over here next to the telephone pole to get cell service. I'm bringing a video up right now. Just a minute. <laughs> oh, man, this thing is so funny. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. be fun, Ma. I don't know. You know I don't like crowds. Crowds? Ma, this is a closed art class. There'll be four people in the room, including me, you, and the instructor. I don't know. Ma, I already paid for the class. I know you did. And when I did sign up a few weeks ago, you said you wanted to go. I know I did. Well, then good. At least we agree on something. Okay, okay. I just hope there won't be anyone nude in there. Ma, it's a still-life oil painting course. Well, it could be a nude still-life. Let's just go inside, and uh, then we'll jump to those ridiculous conclusions. What are you saying, Alice? Nothing, Ma, nothing. Hi, uh, is this the still-life painting course? Oh, yes, yes it is. Good. Sit anywhere. Thank you. No, Alice, not there. I don't want to sit next to that man. Ma, he can hear you. No, he can't. Uh, actually, yes. Yes, I can, ma'am. This is embarrassing. I apologize for my mother. Don't worry about it. I got one of those at home, too. What did he say? Nothing, Ma. Just sit over there. Well, okay. It's a good thing I have a hanky to wipe this chair down with. Look at this mess. <clears throat> Welcome, class. Welcome to the Beginner's Adult Still Life Class in Acrylics. Course number 123, section 45. My name is Pablo Picus, your humble servant and art aficionado. Please bear with me as I take attendance. <clears throat> Snyder, weirdly. Here. <laughs> is there anything wrong, ma'am? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> ah, weirdly. Check. <laughs> he said it again. Ma! Dementia? I hope so. <clears throat> Alice Franks. Here. That's Alice Edelman Franks. Ma! Oh, I'm sorry. It just says Alice Franks. I'll make the correction. 
Ma, you're embarrassing me. What? Edelman is your family name. It's a nice name. And I assume you are <clears throat> Ruth Edelman. That is correct. Good, good. I think that's everybody. Now, class, this is a six-session course, one day a week for six weeks. Each week, we will work on the same still life, but in successive layers. So, in front of you, you have a tangerine, some green grapes, two peaches, and my mother's tea set. I have an easel for each of you, set up with your own canvas, and for today only, a charcoal pencil with an eraser. Please draw what you see. You have 15 minutes. What do you mean, draw what you see? I mean, R Ruth, is it? Yes. Draw what you see. I see you. You want me to draw you? No, Ruth. Draw the fruit and tea set. So everybody's going to have the same picture? Yes. Well, that's just plain silly. Ma, just draw already. Why should I draw when it's obviously already there? Ma! Okay. Okay! I'll draw it. Big whoop. Good. Good. I'll be right back. This is so elementary. Just draw, Ma. I mean, everyone can do it. Everyone. Even that weird guy. I can hear you, ma'am. Ma! <sighs> okay. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle. Here is my spout. Are you serious um, right now? When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Tip me over and pour me out. Nice song, Ruth. Now, let's see how you're all doing. Mm-hmm. Good technique, Snyder. Hmm. Good eye, Alice. Hmm. Lovely little drawing, Ruth. Good, class. Now, I want you to take your eraser... And erase everything. What? Yes, erase everything and draw what you really see along with your emotional eye. Is this guy for real? Are you for real? I'm not erasing my artwork. Ma, please. No! My drawing is perfect as it is. I'm not touching it. Ma'am, I have my reasons. You will see how wonderful your still life will be. You're a quack. Ma! Alice, be quiet. I am not erasing anything. Then I will. Touch that buster and your life will be still. Whoa, you go, Grandma. Who are you calling a grandma, weirdo? Oh, my Lord. I'm leaving, Alice. Are you coming? No. Fine. Then I'm calling your father. I knew I should never have listened to you, Alice. Art class my foot. Well, then, start erasing. Hey, I just want to thank you. For what? For making my mother look normal. Yeah, well, you're welcome, weirdly. You're welcome. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. Now, Jesus and James Dean, first of all, I love the combination of the two. First, you wouldn't think of combining James Dean and Jesus, but then I'm thinking for someone to want to meet 
a man who has a combination of both. That makes sense, actually. Oh, yeah. Right. So how uh, you wrote this, Terry, with mm-hmm. Ron or this no, time I you wrote it? No, I wrote this song. This is a pretty old song of mine, but I still love it. And it's very relevant and current. But um, I wrote it with my friend Susan Longacre, who was living in Nashville. And she's actually had some hit songs, and she, but she moved back to Ithaca also. And also my friend Kathy Majeski, who lived right down the street, originally came out of... I actually rented out Susan's basement and we became friends and uh, we were both single and we were talking about what single girls talk about. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I want someone who's like, you know, spiritual, but not so spiritual. I want to marry a monk. You know what I mean? And and I don't want to marry someone who's like abstinent, not abstinent, but you know, perfect in every way. (laughs) (laughs) But someone who's very into healing and sort of, love and you know all the things that um you know who believe in miracles you know just someone who's very kind and uh but you and want kind of sexy wrong. too you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Oh, and no. you did yeah. you meant that you know. i cert a nice jewish boy yeah. there's there you go yeah jesus and james i'm looking james at james him Dean. right now he there has he that james dean look to him and yeah that, that spiritual he even has aura. a beard look at that <laughs> yeah Wow. Yeah. 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 Don't get too. Uh, 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 don't get your head <laughs> Yeah, I call it my I'm musical. floating away. My musical want ad. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love this song, so we're going to be listening to this as well. Thanks. And I know all you girls will know exactly 
you think you can fix it? Hard to tell, ma'am. I just got here. I know. Uh, but I don't know what I'll do if you can't fix it. Well, ma'am, I have to open up the panel first and then look inside. I understand. Thank you. Well? Ma'am, I haven't even opened the panel yet. Oh, sorry. I I'm so anxious. I know you are. Tell you what. Why don't you go into the living room and let me do my job? You're right. I'm sorry. Not a problem. Great. Oh, and thank you. You're welcome, lady. Just doing my job. I'll be out here if you need me. Right. Out here. Good. Here. Ma'am. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's been 45 minutes, and I was wondering how... Oh, dear! What in gracious heavens are you doing? Well, since the motor in your refrigerator went bad, I didn't want all this food to go to waste. So I decided to make myself a sandwich. Say, uh, where do you keep the mustard? It's on the right-hand side of the shelf above the microwave. Uh, but all you have on is your boxer briefs. Well, ma'am, frankly, when I work, I get hot. And you really don't have the right ambient temperature in this house. I don't have the right ambient temperature? What does that even... And why are your socks in my sink on top of my dishes? Had to be washed because I stepped in the scalloped potatoes that fell on the floor. What? Oh, look at the rug! Darn shame, too. I love scalloped potatoes. So do the guests I'm having over tonight. But luckily I saved this delicious roast beef. How is it possible that you ate three quarters of a five-pound piece of beef? I did not eat three quarters of your roast beef, ma'am. Really, I'm not a beast. I just carved a few slices. Well, then where did it all go? I put the rest in a Ziploc bag for later. Goes real good with a cucumber salad. Yes, I know. That in a Ziploc, too? Oh, ma'am. I wouldn't dream of it. It's in the Tupperware bowl. <laughs> well, at least you didn't take the pie. There's pie? I, I didn't see pie. Get out! Put on your clothes, take the socks out of the sink, and get out! But, ma'am, the refrigerator isn't fixed yet. I don't care! Look, why don't we discuss this over some nice pie and coffee? No! Jeez, you don't have to be so unreasonable. I am not unreasonable. Get out! Okay. And let me assure you, I am reporting you to your superior. Actually, my superior encourages this. What are you talking about? Well, you see, ma'am, my wife is my superior. So she said she'd rather not cook because she's busy. So she'd rather I eat somewhere else. Ah! Well, thanks. And if you need me again, here's my number. I also fix TVs, especially on Monday nights at 8.30 when football games are on. See ya! Let's run away. Mm -hmm. Now, Terry, you wrote this song? Oh, we wrote it together. We wrote it together. You mm -hmm. and Ron wrote it together. And yeah. Tell me the, the background, the inspiration behind this. I was so excited that Ron invited me to be part of this song because we hadn't written very much together. Anyway, um, he was writing a thing for... He writes a lot for television and film that's like... He was, he was writing these two-minute pieces, 
and he needed to write up-tempo positive, not up-tempo positive, but like just cheerful kind of things. He, he had, they give him an assignment. And so he asked me to write one with him. It was midwinter in upstate New York. And so that's the inspiration of let's get, let's run away. Let's get the heck out of here. He had a couple of lines that were just so funny. And I was like, oh my God, I so want to write that with you, you know, and he had it sort of started and then he brought me in and then I added this, that, and the other thing. And then I was dropping my son off at school and on the way back, like the second verse basically like downloaded into me and I'm like going down to Route 89 talking into my phone. <laughs> he was writing for a project and we did not expect to use any of the stuff that we did for our band, but the song really worked out well. So we're happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wonderful song. I'd like to, now let's take a little listen to this song. After that, we'll come back with another interview. I'm having one more of those days. The world is gray. So I call you up to say, I'm getting tired of this town. Feeling down, but we can turn it all around. Let's take a boat or take a plane into the blue. You be my Tarzan, I'll be Jane. I'm fond of you. We'll be swinging from the vines. We won't need to make a dime. We live on coconut sand. Let's run away Let's run away La 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 I'm waiting out here in the car Under the stars your suitcase and guitar We'll live our lives without a care We'll have it made You be my sunny, I'll be Cher I got you, babe We'll be singing from our hearts We'll be climbing up the charts We can make a brand new start Hear what you say Let's run back. 
I'm Chuck Barrister, and this is The Chuck Barrister Show, where we surprise you with a special guest and then take it from there. Our next surprise guest is someone you should all be familiar with. He's been around much longer than anyone really knows and has been creatively killing young teenagers stupid enough to camp out in old, haunted, remote, wooded summer camps for as many years as we care to remember. Once the most feared man in any rural mountain camping community, he recently softened his image by making some bold changes to his life that will leave you totally shocked. He's known as the big, ugly, slasher-style murderer who wore a hockey mask to hide his hideous face. And we have him with us here, live, to share those life-altering changes. Ladies and gentlemen, please, a warm welcome for Jason. Jason, come on out here. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Jason. Please have a seat. Thank you. Good to have you here today. Oh, it's good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, let's find out what's been going on with you. We haven't heard from you in quite a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes, but so long where people may have forgotten all about those gruesome teenage murders? No, probably not. I'm still pretty famous on that end. Right. But things have changed a bit for you over the years, haven't they? Yeah, they sure have. And one of those changes has truly been life-changing for you, hasn't it? You could say that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason, the ultimate killing machine, has turned over a new leaf and is now a completely changed man. That's right, Chuck. Now, Jason, tell us a little bit of what's been going on with you and how it is that you've managed to change so much over the years and why you believe that those changes are enough to endear you back into today's world. Well, to start with, I heard there was this group of teenagers camping up at the Island Falls Summer Camp in the Catskills one fall weekend several years ago. So I headed up there to, uh, well, you know. Anyway, it's dark. I got the place mapped out and I have all the uh, tools I need, if you know what I mean. So I sneak into the chow hall and just as I'm jacking this guy up next to the cake mixer... He notices a rash on the left side of my neck, and he genuinely looks concerned, which, I have to admit, took me back a bit. Uh-huh. Go on. Oh, anyway, turns out these are all a bunch of med school students, and the guy I'm about to, uh, well, you know, calls out to the others to come in so he can get a second opinion. Yeah, that's so out of character. Weird, even. I know. Doctors never want you to get a second opinion. Continue. And then... Where was I? Second opinion. All right. So, anyway, the next thing you know, I'm getting a full exam. Eyes, ears, throat, prostate, everything. Wow. That must have been pretty scary for you. Talk about new territory. So then what happened? Well, after the blood test came back, they told me that, other than a slight protein deficiency, that I was fine, and the rash was just some poison ivy I brushed up against on the way into the chow hall. Said it would go away in a day or two if I didn't scratch it too much. And this protein deficiency was what caused you to, well, you know... No, had nothing to do with it. Then what caused you to, you know, all those teenagers? Well, come to find out, I was just being a jerk! Hmm... A jerk, huh? Yep, plain and simple. And now everything is fine? Well, as luck would have it, one of the students was a psych major. And without going into great detail because of the current HIPAA laws, we've been working out a lot of the leftover issues from my childhood. 
and I'm proud to say that I've made great progress. Well, that's wonderful, isn't it, audience? And uh, how are you getting along in life now? Well, with ongoing therapy and the help of a few meds, I'm currently gainfully employed. I got married last year, and now we're expecting our first child. That is wonderful. I'm glad to hear that things are finally going well for you. What are you insinuating, Chuck? That my life has no value unless I measure up to your standards of acceptance? Uh, no, no, it's... I... I... What? Wait, where's that, where's that music coming from? Oh, no. Oh, God. God, don't kill me. Nah, I'm just messing with you, Chuck. I set that whole thing up with your producer before the show. Man, you should have seen the look on your face. Priceless! Yeah, 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 priceless. Uh, Ooh, man, you know, you had me there. You need a minute, Chuck? No, I'm good. But uh, before we go to commercial, I'd just like to ask you one final question. Sure. Are you ever going to take off the mask? What mask? Uh, a good one, <laughs> Danny. Good one, Danny. <laughs> Danny? Hey, hey, where, where's my producer? Where, where's the cameraman? Jason, no, no! Hey, hey, isn't that a rash on your neck? Ah! I've so enjoyed having Ron and Terry here on our show. And there's the final song that we're going to be playing, So Many Angels which I like to lead out with from the show. What a beautiful song this is. How did you come about writing this? Well, the, the initial thing was um, my co-writer's husband had died and my mother-in-law had died and within two days of each other. And through our conversations, we came up with this title. And because we were so moved by the people around us who were so loving and... The second verse, I mean, everyone can relate to all verses, but the second verse was something that real that happened to our other co-writer, Pam, when her father passed. And then the third verse is about a girl who worked at the nursing home where my mother was, and she was amazing. So that's how it came. Inspirational on so many levels, so many angels.
Burns and Ron Christie. I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is and has been to be able to sit here, listen to your music, speak with you, and to have you as my friend. Thank you very much for taking this time. And of course, I know that we will all be hearing more of you, Burns and Christie. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Bray. Thanks for having us. And it's nice being with you, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Thank you, Bray. And it is wonderful to, to have you as a friend, too. Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. 
And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We'd love to have you and share our Parlor City. Again now to KB Cab.